may be seated. Good morning, everybody. Good morning again. It's good to show up so you can grow up before you get caught up. And you could get caught up anytime. Amen. Luke chapter 4 this morning. Satan tempts Christ. Uh, a lot of people today don't believe in a real devil, you know. They just think he's some little old guy they see on TV that's with a little red suit on, you know, and he's got a pitchfork. <laughs> but uh, he's a real being. And, and, and one of the tactics with Satan, Satan is that he don't want you to know that he even exists. He, he always puts the focus over there when he's over here. He hid and gone before you even know he hit. Boom. But we're not unaware of his schemes. He tempts Jesus here, Luke 4, and he's trying to get Jesus sidetracked from going to the cross because if Jesus goes to the cross, he's defeated, and he knows it. So he's going to try to put all these temptations in Jesus' way to stop Jesus from going to the cross. Now, you know Jesus is going to pass every test. The word tempts, I mean, really test. It's a poor translation. When it says Jesus was tempted, it means that Jesus was tested. How do you test anything, really? How do you test anything? Uh, well, you, by trials, huh? Trials come to test our faith. God already, uh, God already knows how strong our faith is, but sometimes we don't until the trials come, right? I mean, everything's going good. We got, we got strong faith. Hey, uh, if things go, things go sideways, and sometimes our faith kind of falters, huh? But God wants us to f- depend upon him and rely upon him. In Luke chapter th- 3, we saw uh, Jesus baptizing the Jordan by John the Baptist. But in chapter 4, Satan here is coming to Jesus. And if you realize, if you look around the world right now, Satan has brought out his forces. He's brought out of all of his artillery. Everything he's got, he's throwing right now. Haven't you, haven't you noticed that? Well, we got artillery too that we're going to throw at him. We got the word of God. We got prayer. We got the Holy Spirit. We got Jesus praying for us. So, man, we're not going to just sit down and just take it. We're going to throw everything back at him we got. That's why God gave us the full armor of God so we could use it on him. If we didn't need the full armor, God never wouldn't have given it to us. Right? So we're not just supposed to just sit back and just let Satan do what he wants. He can never go as far as you let him go. He's, not, he's a liar and a father of it. He's a, he's a created being. So he comes to Jesus, Luke 4. And, you know, I was thinking about a test. You know, I was reading about a boat, how a boat is tested, not in smooth waters. A boat is tested in rough waters. That's how you tell how strong it is. Yeah. Luke 4. Yes. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted or tested for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterwards, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if, that word if should be translated sense. Sense. He's saying sense. He's not questioning who Jesus is because Satan knows exactly who he is. 
He said, now, if you're the son of God, I command these stones to turn to bread, which Jesus could have done if he had wanted to. But Jesus is not going to do a miracle just because Satan said it. Jesus always did miracles to glorify God, the Father, and to bring attention to the Father. Okay? He said, you be the son of God, command these stones to turn to bread. And, you know, and, and uh, Jesus, he's really saying, why are you hungry? You're the son of God, man. You can turn these breads. You know, you can turn these stones to bread. Satan wanted Jesus to disobey the Father's will by using his divine power for his own purposes. He wanted Jesus to use his divine power for his own purpose. Satan made it attractive. Hey, you hungry? You haven't got to be hungry. Turn this, turn this stone to bread. But Jesus answered and said to him, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. He's quoting Deuteronomy 8.3. Every time Jesus is quoting Deuteronomy, every time, every time Jesus fires back, he's firing back the word of God. For an example for us, when Satan comes at us, we got to fire back with the word of God. He don't care how you feel. He don't care how you get mad. He don't care if you get upset. He don't care if you discouraged. You got to fire back with the word like Jesus did. Jesus did it for us to be an example. He could have fried Satan just like that if he had wanted to, but he said, I'm gonna quote the word of God, so when I'm gone, I want you guys to do the same thing. That's why he did it. Jesus said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but every word proceed out of the mouth of God. Deuteronomy 8.3. Then the devil took him, so you know, that, didn't, that temptation didn't work. Jesus fired back, so he's going to try another one. Verse 5, then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. That's a, that's a lot of power. In verse 6, the devil said to him, all this authority I will give to you and the glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomever I wish. Hmm. And he's right. All the thought it was given to him. By who? By Adam. God gave dominion to Adam over the world. Satan came along, deceived Adam in the garden. Adam gave the whole thing over to Satan. But look what he said. For this has been delivered to me. And that's why Romans 5.12 said, By one man sin entered the world through Adam. This is not all God's fault. We just... Adam let, let all this come into the world. Sickness, disease, death, everything came into the world through that one sin. He took Jesus on the high mountain. He said, showed him all the kingdom of the world. He said, I will give it to you. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all is yours. And Jesus did not argue with him. Jesus didn't say, well, it's not your world. You don't have. Jesus knew he was right. Satan said, all authority has been, given, has been delivered to me, and I can give it to whoever I will. All you got to do is just bow down and worship me. Satan wants to be worshipped. Jesus didn't argue with him because Jesus knew he was telling the truth because the Bible says Satan is the God of this world. Ephesians 4, 4.4. Uh, 4. Ephesians 2.2 2 says he's a... The prince in the power of the air, Satan. John 12, 31 said he's the ruler of this world. He said, I'll give you all of this 
it must have been his to give. Otherwise, he never would have said it. And Jesus did not refute it. It was his to give. So Jesus passed that temptation. Satan wanted to be worshipped. He only, Jesus said, only the Lord God deserves to be worshipped. But what he's trying to do again is to get Jesus to escape the cross. He wants to get Jesus to escape suffering. That's what he came to do is to die on the cross and Satan trying to get him diverted for what he came to do. But Jesus didn't go for it. He wanted, Satan wanted Jesus to take the easy way out and to take the shortcut. He said, man, you ain't got to go to that cross and you ain't got to suffer for them people, those sinners. But Jesus answered and said it to him, verse 8, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Deuteronomy 6, 16. You know, Satan, verse 9, then, he's, then Satan brought him to Jerusalem. So he, he failed that test. Now he's going to bring Jesus to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, since or uh, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. He took him to the highest point, 450 feet. And wanted Jesus to let's throw, him, throw himself down. He said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hand they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Satan could not throw Jesus off that temple, so he told Jesus to throw himself off there. Because he knew he couldn't do it. Satan decided to quote scripture. He's quoting Psalms 91, verse 11 and 12. Of course, Satan misquoted the scripture. In all thy ways, Satan leaves it out. Psalms 91, verse 11 and 12. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Satan didn't, he didn't quote to keep you in all your ways. He misquoted the scripture. So anytime Satan is quoting scripture, watch out. There's a lot of people quoting scripture, but it doesn't mean that the scripture are in context. But Satan trying to get him from going to that cross. He says, jump off of this temple, man. You know, God will protect you. But again, God, Satan, Jesus is not going to do what Satan says just because Satan wants him to. Jesus came to do a job. And he came to die on that cross. If you, want to, if you want to defeat Satan, do the same thing that Jesus did. When, G when Satan put those accusations in your mind, you got to say, it is written. You got to say, get thee behind me, Satan. That's what he told Peter. Remember that when Jesus was going to go to the cross? He, Satan still didn't want him to go to the cross, so he used Peter to get in the way. And what did he tell Peter? Get thee behind me, Satan. Talking to Peter, Apostle Peter. At that point in his time, at that point in Peter's life, Peter was used as a mouthpiece for Satan and didn't even know it. Can a believer be used as a mouthpiece for Satan? Yeah. Sure can. 
Jesus exposed the tactics of the enemy and he overcame and he wants us to be overcomers. We have the same spiritual resources at our fingertips to defeat, to defeat Satan. You have prayer, you have the word, you have the spirit, you have the word of God, you have Jesus praying for you and you can defeat him too. Satan right now is using fear to control. Fear controls people. Right now the world's scared, man. You know, the, people talk more about the pandemic than they do Jesus Christ. Amen. So he got people's focus way over there on the pandemic and he's over here doing his dirty work. Death do not error, my beloved brethren. Jesus said to him, Verse 12, and Jesus answered him and said to him, It has been written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 6, 16. Now when the devil had ended his temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. When Satan saw that he couldn't get anywhere, he left Jesus for a season. But he's coming back. He'll be back, brother. I wish temptation was just a one-time thing and he would just leave you alone the rest of your life. Oh, he'll be back. You don't you worry, but you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready. You're going to say, it is written. Jesus came out of there as a victor. As a victor. Satan didn't give up. Watch out for other opportunities that he might tempt you away from Christ. We need to be on guard for Satan's tactics all the time. The word of God is an effective weapon against is effective weapon against temptation. The only offensive weapon in the armor of God in Ephesians chapter six is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That is the only offensive weapon. Use, Jesus used scripture to battle Satan, and so can we. So we cannot, we cannot. We cannot be ignorant of God's word. We cannot be. Amen. You got to know when you hear false teaching. You got to know it. That's why people call me all the time, want me to support this ministry. Listen, I'm going to check out your doctrine before I give you anything. Because I'm not going to support no one that's preaching false teaching and false doctrine. I don't care how big your church is. So that's just the way I am. You know, I'm from the old school. Don't be ignorant. If we're going to defeat him, you got to know when you're being lied to. Anything that's going to pull you away from Christ, he's lying to you. So you got to know that. All right. Verse 14. Jesus began his Galilean ministry. Verse 14. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out throughout all the what? surrounding regions. And he taught in the synagogues, being glorified by all. A synagogue, you could start a synagogue if you had 10 Jewish families, right? So you could start your own synagogue. But many times, Jesus, at the synagogues, the leader would often invite a, a visiting rabbi to read from the scripture and to teach. Jesus will always welcome to speak to those in the synagogues. Like many times, Paul went into the synagogues 
There was a lot of religion there in the synagogues, but there was a lot of tradition. And there was not a lot of truth. Jesus chose to go right into the synagogue to preach. Because religion blinds people. Verse 16, so he came to Nazareth when he had been, had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogues on the Sabbath and he stood up to read. And he read, verse 17, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place and it was written. It said he found the place as though he was looking for a certain spot and he stopped. He didn't just flip the Bible open. And, no, he was looking for a certain spot because this certain spot he was looking for was saying that he is the Messiah. He's saying, I am fulfilling everything that Isaiah prophesied about. The books in old days was rolled up as scrolls. So as Christ, he gets to, they handed him the scroll and he started unrolling it and he found a place where it was written purposely looking for this particular place. Then he said, verse 18, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty of the captives and recover to the blind because people were spiritually blind to set the liberty those who are oppressed. The poor, the downtrodden, the outcast, the unattractive, the forgotten people, that's what he came for. The downtrodden, the outcast, the unattractive, the unpopular. He said, I came to heal the brokenhearted. Boy, you got a broken heart, you go to Christ, boy, he can heal it. You, you go to him, man. These are the people that Jesus reached out to. He said, verse 19, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus here is quoting really Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 and 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Allusion to the year of Jubilee. Jubilee is 50 years, right? In which all debt was forgiven. Slaves were given their freedom. The year of Jubilee. And they were allowed a new start. In the year of Jubilee. Every slave was allowed a new start. And see, when you come to Christ, you are allowed a new start. Brand new start. You can start all back over. Everything's been wiped clean. Everything's been wiped away. All sin's been forgiven. Jesus offers a total spiritual debt and a new beginning to those who put their faith in him and responds to the gospel. You can, you can start over. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And all eyes was, of all who were in the synagogue was fixed on him. They, they knew he had stopped at a certain place talking about he was the Messiah. And everybody just stopped and gazed at him because they knew what he was talking about. It was customary back in those days to stand while reading the scripture, but you would sit while you would teach, right? Well, Jesus closed the book in the middle of the, he didn't finish the whole sentence. He got in the middle of the sentence, in the middle of the verse, and he stops. The day of the vengeance of God was not fulfilled. He didn't quote that because it wasn't fulfilled yet. But he's quoting Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. Jesus proclaimed the fulfillment of God's plan. Jesus of Nazareth, his hometown, you would think that people would know who he was. He was asked to read the scripture, and he knew exactly what scripture to read. 
they knew what he was reading, but because he was standing up there saying he was the Messiah. You can imagine how shocked they was, but he was bold in what he, he was bold. Because they knew that the scripture that Jesus was reading applied to him. I am the one that Isaiah spoke about. I am the Messiah that you are waiting for. You wait for something, you wait for something, once it shows up, then you don't believe it. You ever been praying for something and praying for something, and once the, air, the prayer has been answered, you go, I can't believe it. So all bore witness to him and marveled at his gracious words, which proceeded out of his mouth. They said a marvel at his gracious word that proceeded out of his mouth, verse 22. And they said, is this not the carpenter's son? Who is it? They should have known who he was. But they couldn't get past the fact that he was the carpenter's son. They couldn't get past the fact that he was a Messiah. All they understood what he said, but they, they didn't understand that. They, they were just confused. They saying, how could this carpenter's son be the Messiah? They couldn't see past him being the carpenter's son. They couldn't see him being the Messiah. And he said to them, verse 23, you will surely say this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard in Capernaum, do also in, in, in our country, in your country. They, what they're saying, heal yourself. They say, perform a miracle for us. Show us and prove that you're the Messiah. Do some healing around here. J Jesus, a lot of people follow Jesus for just a miracle worker. They followed him for the miracles. They, 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 didn't, they didn't come to Christ for what they could give. They came to Christ for what they could get. That's why his fame went out. He was not just a miracle worker. He was their Messiah. The people's the people was blind to that. Jesus said at verse 24, Surely I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Jesus predicted their unbelief. He said a prophet is accepted every place else, but is in his own country. People that knew him the most did not accept him. It's like being born again. People that used to know you, your background, and once you become saved, sometimes they don't trust, they don't, they don't know what happened. They, they, they don't understand because being born again is supernatural. It's not natural, it's supernatural. And he can trans, the Lord can transfer a sinner into a saint in a split second. And sometimes those who are familiar with you, and they say, what this guy? Look at this guy, what happened to him? What happened to him? But Jesus was not accepted. The people knew Jesus as only the carpenter's son and found it very difficult to believe that he was the Messiah. Many people, you know, today have the same attitude. If you're a Christian, you change, and people can see that change. And sometimes people don't like the change that they see in you, when I was in California, this lady's son got saved, and she said, I liked him better when he was on drugs than I do now. The woman said that. 
she, he, I understood him when he was on drugs. I don't understand him now because he's changed so much. Because your background might have been bad, but Jesus sees beyond your failures, and Jesus sees beyond your faults. People don't understand that when you're born again. They don't, they don't understand that. And that's why we have to be patient. How could you be a sinner one day and, you, <laughs> and the next day be transformed? The natural mind is unbelievable. What happened to him? I had a guy tell me in California, my supervisor told me, he said, listen, I've known you 12 years. I know how you used to be, and you're going to come telling me you're a Christian? I don't believe it. I went to church that Saturday night and got saved, went to, went to, work, went to work on Monday, didn't say a word. And everybody was saying, what's wrong with you, man? What's, something happened to you this weekend. What, what happened? I didn't say a word. But when you got Jesus, people can see it, bro. They can see it. You walk in any, as, as the world gets darker and darker, the Christians should be shining brighter and brighter. The light shines the brightest in the darkness. You know, don't be surprised if people just don't understand because they know the way you used to be. But now you are a new creation in Christ. But Jesus said in verse 25, I tell you, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months. And there were a great famine throughout the land. But, no, but none of them was Elijah sent to. These were all Gentiles now. Zarephath, in the region of Siddim, to a woman who was a widow. She was a, she was a Gentile. Verse 27, and many lepers were in Israel at the time of Elijah, the prophet. But none of them was cleansed except uh, Naaman the Syrian. He was a Gentile. He's mentioned in 2 Kings 5. Jesus mentioned two biblical incidents in which the prophets of God bypassed Israelites to test some Gentiles. And a lot of people didn't like it. The point is not that Gentiles were more deserving than anybody else, but God wanted to bless the Gentiles as much as he did the Jews. A lot of people couldn't accept it. That's why Paul said, you know, in Acts 13, he went to the Jews. He said, it was necessary that we, the word of God be spoken to you, but since you rejected it, we're going to turn to the Gentiles. So all in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. They didn't say, man, they didn't say, praise God, man, the grace of God has gone to the Gentiles. Hallelujah. No, they didn't say that. You know what they said? They were filled with wrath. The Gentile didn't, de they felt the Gentile didn't deserve the same grace as a Jew because they were considered dogs. God's grace is for everybody, and God is no respecter of person, Jew or Gentile. Did you know that? Amen. They got angry because God chose to reach out to a Gentile. In verse, in verse 29, it says, and they rose up and they tried to trust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the highest point of the hill of which the city was built, and they might throw him over the cliff. They took him to the steepest part of the hill that they might throw him over because they were filled with anger. 
But then passing through the midst of them, he went his way because his hour has not yet come. He was in control of his death. Nobody else was. He had brought good news to salvation to sinners. He had come to heal the brokenhearted. And many people rejected him, as they do today. It hasn't changed much. He came to deliver people from blindness and bondage. I had to go to Lakewood this morning. I pulled up, and this lady just standing there on the phone. I said, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to witness to her. I had to go pick up a guy from the hotel to take him to the airport this morning before I got to, got to church. Because the Lord has told me, you got to open your mouth, man. You got to open your mouth and say something. I say, I pull up and say, hey, ma'am, do you know the Lord? She said, I'm a Catholic. I says, okay. I says, uh, but have you ever invited Jesus into your life? She says, I know I, I'm going to go into a better place when I die. I said, no, but have you ever asked Christ to come? She says, no, I haven't. I said, why not? Why don't you do it? But she started telling me many, many reasons. She didn't come to Christ, but I said, but you know you could have forgiveness of sin and, and have, have eternal life and, and go to heaven. God is showing me more and more that the harvest is right, man, right now. Amen. Right now. This is my time to preach right now. I just don't preach behind the pulpit. You ought to see me on the streets. Huh. Come go with me one of these nights. I'll show you something. Anyway, Moving right along, they tried to kill him. Verse 31, then he went to a Capernaum of Galilee and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching for his word was with authority. People were astonished at Jesus' teaching and how he taught. The rabbis usually quoted other rabbis to make their point, but Jesus didn't make mention to any other rabbis. He stated his point. He said, but I say unto you, he preached with authority. And when you witness, you witness with authority. Now, in the synagogue, there was a man who was a, had a spirit, an unclean spirit. And he cried out with a loud voice. Now, he in the synagogue of all places looking for help. Why, of all places, this guy with a demon going to be inside the synagogue? He cried out with a loud voice saying, let us alone. This is a plea from hell right here. The demon talking to Jesus said, let us alone. Why would they say that? Because they know they're going to be tormented. The demon said, let us alone. What have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Do you come to destroy us? They knew their destiny. They said, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. The demons knew who he was, but the people didn't. The demon had more sense than the people had. The demon said, I know who you are. He said, I know who you are. You are the son of God. The demon knew Jesus was, but many people in those days, and some of his chosen people didn't even know who he was. But the demons did. Amen. This is a testimony of demons. But Jesus said in verse 35, he said, he rebuked him and saying, be quiet. He said, be muscles. That's what it means. And come out of the man. And the demon had thrown him into the midst, and he came out of the man and out of him and did not hurt him. So the demon tried to speak and then Jesus said, shut up and be quiet and come out. 
I don't want to hear your mouth. Shut up, be quiet, and come out. You don't speak until I tell you to speak. This is the thought of Christ. A demon can't even speak unless Christ says so. And before he came out, he did damage to the guy. But Jesus didn't want a testimony from hell to tell him who he was because Jesus knew who he was. He didn't want a testimony from hell to tell him that he was the son of God. That's our job to tell people, not our demons. Amen. Shut up. Keep your mouth shut and come out to God. Demon had to obey. Then they were all amazed, verse 36, and they spoke among themselves saying, what a, what a word this is. But with authority and power, he commands unclean spirits to come out. And, he, and those, those spirits had to obey. And the report about him went out in every place in the surrounding region. Of course it did. You're going to be casting out demons like that? Yeah, your, your, your reputation is going to spread. Because they had never seen anything like this before because Jesus did it with authority. Then Jesus goes in. Verse 38, he arose and went from the synagogue and entered Simon Peter's house. But Simon Peter's mother was sick with a high fever. This was a life-threatening fever that she was sick with. And they made requests of him concerning her. We know Peter was married, according to 1 Corinthians 9, 5. Peter was married. Jesus goes in there, verse 39, so he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and served them. She got up and started taking uh, care of other people's needs immediately. This speaks of instant recovery. As soon as Jesus, he prayed, he's rebuked the fever, he said, if, and he left her, the woman immediately. One doesn't normally go from a high fever to, a, to healing that quick. But this time it did. It was instantaneous healing. Jesus always did healing in a private setting. He didn't need a camera. He didn't need a TV set. He didn't need a crowd. Many times he would put people out before he healed people. Today we heal these healing ministries and they got to have a crowd all the time. Jesus didn't. He did it in private. He said, get out of here. I'm going to heal this woman. As soon as she got her health, the woman, what did she do? She got up and she served others. And while the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various disease brought him to, to him, and, they, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. The people came to Jesus while the sun was setting because this was the Sabbath, the day of rest. The Sabbath lasted from sunset on Friday to sunset on Saturday. And, and the people didn't want to break the law that prohibited travel on the Sabbath day, so they waited until the sunset on the Sabbath before bringing people to Jesus. Jesus touched them. And the demons came out of men, in verse 41, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, Son of God. And he rebuked him. You don't, he said, I don't want you to tell me who I am. He rebuked him. He says, did not allow them to speak. For they knew that he was the Christ. The demon knows who was the Christ. The demon knew the religious leaders didn't. Jesus didn't want a testimony from a demon. 
He didn't want a voice from hell giving a testimony who he was. So he told him, I don't even want you to, I don't even want you to tell me who I am. I want you to be quiet. And the demons remained silent. It shows the authority over the demons. Jesus was going to reveal his identity on God's timetable, not on Jesus' timetable. Many times Jesus said, my time is not yet. My time is not yet. God does everything in his perfect timetable, not ours. Amen. Now when it was day, he departed and went in, into a des deserted place and the crowd sought him and came to him and he tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also because of this, person, of this purpose have I was sent. Because of this purpose I, I have been sent. They wanted Jesus to stay around in one location they said, don't leave. Don't leave. Jesus says, I must preach the kingdom of God everywhere. The kingdom of God is not limited to one place or one church. Amen. The kingdom of God must be preached everywhere, all over the world. The kingdom of God is good news. And we have the good news. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Everyone in the synagogues was saved just as everyone, everyone in the synagogue was, was not saved, just like everyone in the church is not saved. Just because a person went to the synagogue doesn't necessarily mean that they were saved. But Jesus came to bring life. He got into a solitary place. He went by himself. Do you do that? He departed, he went, the Bible says he went into a deserted place. That's where you're going to get, that's where you're going to get the anointing. When it's just you and him. You can't get this from no church. You can't get it from no pastor. You can't get it from no priest. You get that anointing in those quiet times with Christ in a quiet place in the word of God and prayer. The anointing will come. Every time. So don't be so busy with life's activity that you have no fellowship with Christ. He is our only hope. Amen. No matter how much you have to do, you should always have time. You should always have time for fellowship with Christ and prayer with him and prayer in his word. Man, sometimes I get so much mail, I can't even read it. I don't know who these people, I don't know how I get on these people's mailing list. I don't have no idea. I don't know who they are. But I'm getting mail from everybody, and I could sit there all day and read mail. But I'm saying to myself, now, wait a minute. I didn't ask these people to write me. I'm not going to sit here in those three hours and read all this mail. I, I wish they wouldn't send it. Because I can throw it, I'm, pre, I'm getting pretty good at throwing that mail in that trash can, boy. Boom, boom. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to walk in the power of the Spirit like never before in my life. And I want to give that devil a fit. And I'm going to be coming against him in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to be coming, and I want you to. Fear controls people. That's why I fear all over the world right now. Control, fear is control. 
Don't let Satan lie to you. Don't let Satan control you. You keep on doing what you're doing. You keep on praying. You keep on serving. You keep on fellowshipping. You keep on asking God, going to God with your trials and your needs. You encourage somebody. You keep on, you stay the course, man. All this is happening for a reason. Everything around, God is allowing it to happen for a reason. He's working out something. Maybe in the end, because I can't see the end, but he can. Maybe in the end, revival will come. Maybe people might get so scared, they might get scared into the kingdom. He don't care how they come, as long as they come, right? So go tell somebody, man. Tell them that Jesus Christ is alive. We don't want to be afraid. We don't want to have Satan take away our joy and our peace. Jesus said, my peace I'm going to give to you, not as the world gives. He wants you to have this peace this morning. You start focusing on all this crazy world, you're not going to have God's peace. It's not going to happen. So you got to watch what you put in your mind, right? So let's just keep the course. Keep serving the Lord. Keep fellowshipping, and God will bless you for your obedience and for your faithfulness. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you, Lord, that we can come and hear your word today. And we pray, God, you would bless each one that came today and those who are watching by Facebook and YouTube. Father, we pray that if there's anyone that doesn't know you as a personal Savior, that you would um, convict them right now and draw them to you. And if you're watching this and you have not received Christ, just say, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. And he will, he will come into your heart and he will forgive you and write your name in the book of life. But you must invite him in. He's not going to force his way in. You must invite him in. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. So it's up to you. The Bible says you can choose life or you can choose death. I pray today that you would choose life. Is there anyone here today that has not received Christ? You can ask Christ to come into your heart today. Father, thank you for this time. Bless your people as we go our separate ways. Give us your peace. Meet all their needs, we pray, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.